Guys, we're on episode 11, though. That's kind of sick. Boy, make a wish. Why? Because, like, 11. What? Like, 11, 11. Yeah, but it's just 11. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Die Up Podcast. Uh, we got a lot of topics to go to you today. Uh, first of all, should the Bills have won over the Chiefs because of these new overtime rules? So we'll discuss that. We have a lot, to, a lot of NBA to get to. Um, we'll probably be going through, you know, what are possible um, all NBA teams uh, and maybe hit on some quick updates that happened during the week. And then we're also going to hit on March Madness, go through things there. And then we have a very special topic. Uh, it's not sports related, but we do have to talk about Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. So, yeah, let's die up and get the show started. All right, guys, uh, I feel like we should just start with the NFL one because that was a big rule change. Uh, quick hit on that and then dive into all our bigger content. So, yeah, let's get the show started. Uh, the NFL changed the rules today. Does anyone want to review the exact specifications of the rule? I don't know the exact specifications, but I heard that it only applies to the playoffs yes. and not the regular so, season. Yep. Basically, it's only in the playoffs, and if a uh, game goes to overtime, the team that gets the ball second um, gets a chance at a rebuttal, and then from there, it's just sudden death. Yeah. How do you guys feel about it? So I remember when we talked about this, it was a very interesting debate. <laughs> Whereas you two against me. And I think I you under- won, though. I... You ended up winning. No, I didn't. I was the one that wanted the rules to stay. You guys were the oh, ones that wanted oh, to Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're you right. guys won. Right. I didn't I, win. I got because a rules reversed. There. It was, what was it, yeah. 29 to 3 in like a vote of all NFL owners or something like that? Yeah. So it was like, pretty pretty unanimous, basically. Yeah. Um. So I was definitely in the wrong, but like, it's 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 interesting. It's already interesting the fact that they're only making it apply to the playoffs. Um. I think that was an interesting move, but nonetheless, I think they probably just recognized, um, how vital that that was, um, based off of the state of the game and how it's being played right now, and obviously that Chiefs Bills game, which is might be one of the greatest games ever played. Um, so I think it's interesting. I, I guess it's not super surprising that it happened. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? I think it's like the craziest part is seeing how like certain moments and games like this can just change like leagues forever. Um, it brings, r- reminds me of like the Tom Brady ACL injury. And as soon as that happened, the NFL got rid of hitting quarterbacks below the knee. Um, so I thought that was, that was really interesting. And then this is like, I feel like this, yeah, it's based on a lot of history and like a lot of things, but I feel like it directly came from that Chiefs Bills game because no one wanted it to end like that. That's definitely really true. I was going to say, when you mentioned Tom Brady, I thought you were going to mention the tuck rule. But yeah, that, I mean, yeah. he was a part of that too. They, well, but... they ended up getting rid of the tuck rule a few years after yeah, that's that true. because that's of true. the Tom Brady Which thing. is, yeah, yeah. So, But I don't think that really impacted the league that much because it just got rid of a bullshit rule, I guess. That didn't really happen much except for like a couple of random specific moments like the Tom Brady thing. But I thought like quarterback getting hit below the knees was huge, right? It's probably yeah. saved so many careers now. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, 
Um, I was going to ask you guys, but, what do you guys think? Like, how do you think Josh <laughs> Allen feels about this? I feel like he's probably kind of pissed off, dude. Because yeah. in, if I was I Josh Allen, so. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, now you changed this rule? Yeah, but like, also... It would have been great. Also, like, as much as much momentum as the Chiefs had, like, the Bills had also that much momentum on the offensive side. So, like, if Josh, Josh Allen got the ball back then, then he probably could have scored and it would have gone to something. Yeah. yeah. The, argument is that, like, the argument is that since, like, they got the ball first, like, both defenses were just gassed at that point. So it was like... You know what I mean? Like if Josh Allen had the ball first, he mm-hmm. he hundred percent would have yeah. scored. Um, so yeah. But then I guess the question is, where does that end, though? Right? Like, so the Chiefs keep scoring. Well, and then that's the, Bills the thing. Keep scoring. Someone's think, gonna fuck up. But eventually. I think what right. they did well with this rule change is that, like, after that, it becomes sudden death, which makes sense. Only give each person one try. At that, after that, like, it's yeah. just anybody's game. But at least they get also, the try. You know? Yeah, it still An puts the second team at a disadvantage. But, but yeah, it, less of an also, advantage. Alternative, yes. An alternative that uh, my roommate Caleb brought up was that they could do it that the first team they can elect to go for two if they yeah. get that two point conversion, the game's over. And if they don't get that conversion or they just kick a field goal or like an extra point, then the other team gets to go. And if they score just an extra point, then they win and the game's over. So it's like, do they go for two? And like risk it because the other team can just go down and score a touchdown and win with a PAT. So I, don't, I thought that was an interesting alternative. I don't know how I feel about that. It makes it more one. exciting. I don't think it's more practical, but I th- feel like it's like more. I think that more is more exciting, exciting but I don't think that. I think it is more exciting, but I don't think that necessarily solves the problem that they were trying to address as much yeah, as I mean, the rule change now does. Guys, also, one of the biggest reasons that they try to end overtime quickly is because it's like every NFL game creates injuries for players. It's just that you only hear about the major ones, but everyone pretty much walks out of every playoff NFL game injured in some way, like you're Mm -hmm. hurt. So after you play a full game, like they're just trying to decrease the amount of concussions and injuries and bruises that are going to be created, right? So you want to end that extra period. as You just want to decide a winner and get out of there. Um, So... I think the way they did it's good, right? Both teams get a chance, and then it's sudden death advantage to the first team. Yeah. So. I think it works out. Yeah. I think Josh Allen's probably a little pissed, but also a little happy. He's like, all right, I'm not going to be in this situation again, but yeah. he's probably also like, damn, I wish yeah. the situation yeah. was there last year. But if you really think about it, if he goes down and scores again, I think there's like a 90% shot Mahomes comes back down and scores again, and the game's over. I, I, I don't know. I think that... <clears throat> He'd probably be a little bit upset, but I also think he'd probably have a sense of like pride to be a part of this, like the reason why this this rule mm-hmm. exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's I that mean, too. He played one of the greatest playoff games right, of exactly. all time. You know, yeah. at this point the season is kind of far removed, so like they're probably just like deep into the off se- off season right now, and he's probably just like, oh, well, this will probably be useful for us in the future, especially how the AFC is shaping up right now. Um, this I it'll be very interesting to see how this rule impacts games because I think it's going to impact it a lot. Mm-hmm. Did you did you guys yeah. like that they only did it for the playoffs? I don't know. 
I honestly I, don't I like because, it because it's like because the I don't want the any season games are basically playoff games for teams that are trying mm. to get into the playoffs. I see what you're so trying to say. Like, yeah, if something like that happens, then it's basically like what's the difference between exactly and the playoffs? Exactly. Yeah, my perspective on it, I didn't think about it that way. My perspective was just like, hey, like regular season, let's just keep it as short as possible, and then we can extend the game time by a little bit in the playoffs because it matters more. That's um, fair. Yeah. Just just injury and player health wise. It's was my fa- thought about it. Uh, that makes sense. I just think like to put <clears throat> I don't know. But play- yeah, like maybe it should have been like last four games of the regular season plus playoffs no, or something. I, mean, I think that it should just be a rule, like for the I regular season and the playoffs. Like yeah. cause okay. think about how often overtime happens. How often I wonder that's a, a inter- interesting stat. I wonder how long or how often overtime happens in a, a season. Like how many overtime periods happen. It's probably not that much for it to make that much of an impact to just have it be a rule for the entire season, you know? And then at that point, you don't need to, like, necessarily justify why the rule only applies to the playoffs versus the regular season. Because for some teams, there are Mm -hmm. many games that occur during the regular season that are essentially playoff games, like playoff games that will heavily determine seeding and stuff. To answer your question, G, yeah. 69 games in the regular season went to overtime. How so many How many games happen in a year? 272? Oh, that's what I looked up on Google. 272 games. 69, so, actually, actually, yeah, that's actually a lot more sizable than I thought so it would 25, be. So 25, that's a quarter of games go to overtime. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's, and that's, that's crazy. Since, 2000, since 2010, there have been 12 postseason overtime games. Okay. Which is a pretty good number considering the amount of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did not think about that. Okay, yeah. Then yeah, maybe it kind of severely would have impacted the way the regular season shaped up. Then if it did apply, mm-hmm. so in that sense, I think they do. Maybe they knew that going in, and that's the reason why they wanted to designate it as like a playoff thing, just because they know yeah. it happens so often. They don't want to impact the regular season too much. But that's what for, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. That makes sense. They they probably thought about all the combinations, and they were like, "What keeps the players the most healthy makes us the most money." Okay, cool. So all three of us are. A fan of the new rules. Let's move on to NBA. Paul George is back. Yeah, he's back. Twenty-five point comeback mm-hmm. from over the Jazz. In a, um, in the twenty-one. Yeah, the. Do you see Donovan Mitchell's comment afterwards? Yeah, yeah, the same they shit always. It to the tw- they compared it to the twenty twenty-one playoffs when they lost. They yeah, the twenty-one point lead to lose. Yeah, he's yep. not. Happy. Um, also, so. There is this thing going around. It's a it's a far it's not far fetched, but it's a it's a long rumor. But Kawhi has been shooting around, and really, yeah, he's been shooting around pregame, and he's looking a little healthy and comeback. Yeah, dude, Clippers Loki sleepers. If Clippers, the Clippers team chemistry looks a lot better. Right. It looks a lot better than the original Kawhi Paul George um, mm-hmm. trip. Because they had to learn how to and, play together, so like this gave them the chance to. Yeah, and Kawhi's just a, ball a fucking bucket players. whenever he plays. Yeah, so, um, so it's like more ball he's fucking insane. Him. So I think if he if there's some way he comes back, then oh my god. Plus, he signed a long term deal, so he doesn't he's not really risking anything contract wise. If he right. does make a comeback and gets hurt again, he can he has the full offseason. He has the trust of the team. They've committed mm-hmm. to him. Um, so I think it's possible. And yeah, let's see. Let's Dude, see what happens. Speaking, but 
Speaking of impactful injuries, I'm sorry for Robert Williams. Yeah. That's a huge blow for the Celtics. The Celtics for the last six, six years. Six straight year. Yeah, we crazy. have the worst luck. I, so I think I it happened. I watched that game against the Raptors, and that was tough. Yeah, but we benched everybody for that. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, you're right. So yeah. I was actually kind of impressed with that. Yeah, we almost put because yeah, our best player was Marcus Smart, and because they benched we were playing Tatum a guy and uh, Jalen Brown. They benched Tatum, Brown, and Horford. Damn. Um, yeah, we had a guy named Luke Cornet, Luke Cornet, playing big minutes. So I was happy with that. We should have come out the window. Mm-hmm. So it was some crappy play playmaking at the end. Um. But yeah, Rob is just a killer. He was our 1A, 1B, like best defender on the team. And we're the number one defense in the league. He is also leading the league in field goal percentage. He's like an amazing rim runner. Mm. Um, he's great at sealing. So he's like really good for Tatum and Brown to drive into the lane. And then he's all like the best lob threat in the league right now, um, percentage wise. And then on defense, he's obviously one of the best defenders in the league as well. He'll be on the all he'll be on one of the all defensive teams and Smart will be on the other all defensive yeah, team. For sure. Smart right now is the leading candidate for Depoy actually. Yeah. He, um I think Kings these next ever. 7 games will matter a lot for that just cuz he doesn't have Rob, so I think they'll see how the right, Celtics yeah. defense does without him. But dude, it's just tough cuz the East is just a fucking gauntlet of bigs. Yeah. So that's why you need Rob. And then he goes out and like that, and it's like, all right, like I'm kind of killing our hopes for now. But he did get surgery yesterday, and his timetable is a four to six week return, which puts him somewhere okay. in the end yeah, of the second round, second, middle of the second right. round of the playoffs to beginning of the third round. Yes. So if we get a good it's seed and there's a way we can claw our way through the first two rounds, he comes back for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the second round, but he definitely comes back. For I feel like ECF if you don't play there. like the Bucks, Sixers, or Nets, you should be okay. Big wise. I'm okay with or playing the Nets the actually, maybe. because when we played the Nets this regular season, we play Horford a lot actually, because they don't actually have like oh, that makes sense. He uh, an insane big scoring. It's more like you need a mobile big to switch on pick and rolls and stuff. Yeah. Um, Fair. and low key, Rob's actually very good on pick and rolls. His pick and roll efficiency this year is insane. He's, he's one quick, of the best yeah. defenders. He's, um, he's leading the league in um, field goal percentage for opposing players on a pick and roll. So basically, people are scoring the least on him. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, it's okay. just honestly a horrible loss. Don't want to talk about it more than that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, fuck us. Um. Um. Bro, did you see the Bucks Sixers game last night? Yeah, Bucks Sixers game was huge. Um, crazy. Giannis is yeah, Giannis, Giannis and Embiid both hours. played really well. I think played insane games. Yeah, I think the only difference, dude. I can't. I keep shitting on Harden, but I can't stop. The only difference between in that game was Giannis. Like Giannis played amazing, and the block to end the game was great. But the only reason that block happened was because Harden chucked a fucking three and just bricked it. Yeah completely the possession before joel took a bad shot too like he just took a weird like he has yeah an open three and then dribbled in and then took a weird two so yeah i don't know that's fair he played great Um, the entire game and every time i was like how is he making these shots and then yeah i thought he just had to dude like what really stood out to me there was the 
Giannis's supporting cast versus um, Embiid's supporting cast is just a huge difference. The Sixers, like, is a carry job, like, low-key. Like, Embiid, Harden's played around 15 games for them. Embiid carried them for the, all the other games during the year, right? So you have to give him that. Yeah. Like, he's carried this team. And then now Harden comes, and he's just turned out to be, like, low-key a total sell. So Embiid's low-key still carrying. I don't know what more you so can... He so many trips to the line, so he gets he gets a lot of points. They're just, like, they yeah. only make, like, 15, 16 points a game, but he'll end up with, like, 22, 28 points. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, now Embiid's learned to get to the line a lot more efficiently, so he's going to the line pretty much every time he goes down. Yeah. So. I think Embiid's got a lot of um, Hakeem in him. Like, and like he's a combo between Hakeem yeah. and Shaq, low-key, where he's got that size, but he's got all the moves, man. He's got the entire bag so, that Hakeem has. so mobile. It's yeah. Like- what I think we should do one day, actually, is, like, maybe take, like, an, like, a legend's career and just kind of break it down and go through, like, their highs and lows and Ooh. all that stuff, just as, like, a fun yeah. thing. But... Like, I would love to talk about Hakeem because, dude, I feel like Hakeem Loki disappeared from, like, everyone's eyes. But that man was insane. And he won two chips during the Jordan era. So, um, but, yeah. Anyways, that was a crazy game. Do you want to just talk about All-NBA first team, maybe? All right. Let's start with, let's start with your first guard that makes it. Um... Luca does Luca count as guard? Where does he? Play? Yeah, I think he's yeah, guard. He, so yeah, he yeah. Luca goes in for me. Right. I think he's been the. I think he's the best all-around guard this season. That's fair. I will go Steph. Okay. Yeah. Um, Steph. Yeah. I'm good for with you. that. For you. Oh, right. What's your second guard? Yeah. Steph. Yeah, is your like second Steph. Guard? Okay. Okay. That's yeah. the last thing. So. Um. Two, I'm going to go Ja. More than Luca? I think more than Luca. I know that... Because you have to think about the Grizzlies team without Ja. I know, they're still very good. And And Ja's missed 20 games this year. Luca's played every game, or he's going to. Mm, That's fair. I mean, Luca's been out for small Knicks and and stuff, but... Yeah, I guess I could go Luca. But I feel like... I just really like I think Ja and the stats, bro. Like he's in the MVP Since race January, now. Ja, but not as much. Like Ja was in the MVP race for like a solid four weeks, five weeks. Yeah, but Luca's gonna end in the top five. Yeah. So if he ends up in the top five in MVP, like he on the race to the MVP ladder for the NBA like Kia site, he's in the top five right now. So if he's in the top five, he has to be first team All NBA. Yeah. All right. Fair. All right, we can go Luca too. I feel like Ja ends up dropping down a second just because of how good the Grizzlies are and then the injuries. Like, if he had played the full year, then I'm cool with first team. Yeah. Just 20 games is a lot. That's fair. That's a quarter a of the season. Right. All right, who's your uh, first forward? First forward, Giannis. Yeah, same. Second, um, forward. second forward. Well, to Celtics keep this going, I want to put JT there. I and he's also entered would. the MVP ladder. He has, but I feel like I'm gonna go with LeBron, which is a I can think of a hot take. But if he's the scoring yeah. leader on this shit of a team, I feel like he you just gotta recognize it. Yeah, I my thing with that is he of like not the scoring leader in the NBA, but obviously he's gonna be the scoring leader on this team. Like we've seen him do it with shit Cavs teams, 
And this team is the same like situation, right? He's just yeah. going to chuck every shot. Like he knows what yeah. he's doing. But his, he, yeah, like his defense, he's horrible on defense. Right. Whereas Tatum's been one of the better wing defenders in the league. And Tatum's going to lead his team leader. to a top three or four seed. Right. That's fair. But I still think if you're going to be the scoring leader, you got to be first team all NBA. Maybe. I don't know. Plus Tatum leads the league in plus minus. But okay, sure. Um, like, I feel like then, he's definitely like it was a toss up between the two. But I'm comfortable and then, as my like first guard for second team. Yeah, I guess. And then for centers, obviously, it's going to be Embiid and Jokic. Yeah. Bro, the thing is yeah. Jokic is doing, I feel like, just does not get talked His enough. Passes, enough. I don't understand. He just, not like, just that. He knows he's, that the guy's cutting and throws it behind yeah, the back right to him. Unreal. But also, on top of all of that, he's, like, carrying a shit squad. Like, shittier than Embiid, because yeah. Embiid's got some talent on his squad. Mm-hmm. Um and then definitely shittier than Giannis, because Giannis has got Drew yeah. and Chris Middleton. He just got Brooke Lopez back and everything. Um, but yeah. dude, Jokic, like, take Jokic off that team. You'd look at it and you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Like, that game, that team well, should not be winning games. That's how people thought it was going to be after Jamal. Yeah. That's how people thought it was going to be after Jamal got injured. And, then and Jokic he's doing better than last year. What, what I think is crazy is, yeah, he's leading the league with 19 triple doubles. Um, he's also doing like, he's putting up the same stats as Giannis and Embiid are kind of putting up, but then also he's just blowing things out of the water on analytics, like plus minus, like true Mm -hmm. shooting percentage on the, of the team when he's on the court versus when he's off the court, um, value of replacement player. It's insane. Like all the analytic junkies are like having a field day with Jokic, which I think is wild. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's my first uh, team All NBA. But yeah, easily LeBron can just go in there, and that's an also another great first team All NBA. Yeah. G, any thoughts? I feel like I just agree with everything that has been said. <laughs> <laughs> Word. It's a good place to be, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's great to not feel conflict. It's it's awesome. Yeah. You know what would be awesome, though? So, oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. Anish, did you hear the shit they're pulling with the All-NBA? wondered if you agreed with this or not. They're willing to consider um, Jokic and Embiid as... Um, uh, center slash forward, basically. So mm. people are really mad about this because one of the only ways to really compare players across eras has been, like, how many all-NBA teams do you make? Mm. And then if you go back to, right. say, the Hakeem, Shaq, Tim Duncan era, only one of them would ever really get that center spot. Yeah. Um Oh, I see. Yeah, we we named two centers. So that's what I was going to say. So it's going to be possible. It's going to be possible for the first time, probably. They're they're thinking of making this change. But it's messed up because, like, say you take the Hakeem Shaq, Tim Duncan era, every year the three had to fight for that one spot. So Mm -hmm. you get way less all-NBA first teams on your ballot. Um, There were years where it was LeBron, um, KD, and um, other people for the forward spots. Right. So you're like constantly fighting yeah. for a limited amount of spots. And then they brought it all the way. The podcast I was listening to brought it all the way back to Wilt and Bill Russell, where those two would always have to fight for the, 
the first team center spot. Mm -hmm. So if you can start considering these centers forwards now, it messes up the entire right. equation. Yeah. Or, or if you can subtly consider Giannis a center, it messes up all your shit. So it just inflates how many. Yeah, exactly. That's because crazy. then Jokic and Embiid can get in a center, and then they basically both get a first team All NBA on their career. Right. So it messes uh -oh. up, and it also messes up the pay scales. Messes up a lot of things, but yeah, because if super maxes are dependent on it. Yeah, but it primarily <laughs> messes up your ability NBA. to to rate a player based on the number of all NBA yeah. first teams they made in the number of years that they played. Like, how many years of your right. prime were you an all NBA first teamer? Is going to be completely <laughs> messed up now. Um. So yeah, that's like a crazy thing that might be happening. All right, um, you guys heard our picks for All-NBA First Team. Let us know what you think. Uh, I'll be posting them on our Instagram. So I'll post Anisha's first team and my first team. And um, yeah, give us your responses. Let's move on to March Madness, guys. Absolutely. There have been heartbreaking losses since the last time that we talked about March Madness. Heartbreaking, <laughs> indeed. What... What game do we start with first, guys? I mean, I feel like something that we do need to address first is the Gonzaga-Arkansas game because we were watching that game while we were recording last week. <laughs> I think the first thing we need to address is I feel like the biggest loser in this entire thing is college basketball refs. Bro, it's been oh, horrible. Sure. Like, so biased. So biased. It's so bad. But yeah, let's go. Let's you start watch, with Gonzaga, you Arkansas. You watch NBA. Well, like you watch NBA refs, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." And then you watch college basketball refs, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is like actually terrible." Oh yeah, no, there there is a hell below bad NBA it's, refs, <laughs> and it's college <laughs> basketball refs. It's insane. Um, actually, no, the worst was NBA refs during the David Stern era. <laughs> that was possibly True, the worst. Those, those are just max. <laughs> Matt, or, uh, like, days. Like, that was yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, the Gonzaga game, bro, Chet got screwed over. Chet <laughs> did get screwed over, bro. Yeah. He fouled out. Dude, there were so many, like, plays where I saw what he was doing, and they called it uh, a blocking and foul. It's just not a foul. And it just wasn't, yeah. like, three yeah. times. And he got fouled. He went straight up so many times, yeah. and they just called it a it's foul. It's like at that point, like what can you do? There's nothing you, you can do about it. Like you're he meant to played lose the game. Amazing. Yeah. <sighs> and then also Gonzaga's not really that deep of a team. So once Chet went out, they were kind of screwed, screwballed, yeah. anyways. Like, um. So yeah, I and feel then, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Who do you guys seeing? Who do you guys see like with? the progression of the tournament so far who do you see being the number one pick in the draft um i think it'll either be Jaden ivy or um paulo um what's his last name yeah. on duke be paulo benchero yeah paulo benchero i think so Jaden ivy's kind of showed a little more Throughout the season, he showed a lot more consistency. Um, right. Paulo apparently had a horrible season. Very up and down. Just no one knew if he well, wanted so to be yeah, there. Things like that. He started as the number one pick. Yeah. Yeah. 
he started and then he off fell. as like a pretty consensus number one and then dropped to like five and then exactly the march madness tournament he's just been insane yeah he just like he turned back on in march madness when he plays it's crazy. i think i think if they if they win the tournament um he'll be the number one pick or if oh, or if he sure, puts yeah. up a crazy performance in the finals right yeah. um but if he loses to unc then i don't think he'll end up being number one i think then they'll bring up everything else during That's the fair. season and stuff um can we talk about st peter's i think chet quick? fell though oh sorry g go ahead oh, for sure oh yeah, no chet i was about to completely fell. change gears so we can continue that oh yeah i think chet fell yeah i think i think chet definitely fell like he just doesn't a player that's not going to be ready for the NBA now, but like, like a Giannis type. Maybe in like a few years, he just puts on a fuck ton of muscle and it becomes an absolute monster. Because he's super yeah. mobile. Like he plays like KD kind of. He just needs to gain strength. See, yeah, I I don't get that vibe as much though because he's not as quick and like athletic as KD actually. Like KD is. He's a little more fundamental. Yeah, he's big not. kind like, of movement to him. Yeah. But he can shoot, he and gain, I just think to play yeah. against the big in the league. Yeah, like right now, you can put a physical guy a big on him, and it really troubles him. Like he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see him in the final four, though. I feel like he kind of got screwed there. <laughs> um, but yeah, gee, what do you want to talk about next? Well, just St. Peter's. Tough loss. Yeah. Hey, congrats. Congrats but, on your 140, though. Dude. That happened yeah, after absolutely. last episode, too. Oh, my God. It was such a great feeling. I was in Boston, and I was hanging out with people, and we were watching the game. And I was like, guys, if this hits, <laughs> I'm buying everyone shots. The problem was I was with someone who went to Purdue, <laughs> and he was a diehard <laughs> Purdue fan. So I was like, dude, I mean, they lost, but at least Oof. you're getting a free shot out of this. He's like, yeah, you're mm. right. <laughs> um, yeah, for listeners that you don't know what we're bad. talking about, G uh, G placed a twenty dollar bet uh, money line on St. Peter's against Purdue, and he cashed out. This is what Abby said to me when I texted him. I was like, Abby, for real, can can you uh, put twenty bucks on this? And he's like, money line. And then I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, let me just show you what it is to like cover the spread and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, dude, I just want money line. That's all I want. <laughs> I know. I was trying to give him all the safe options. Yeah. I was like, "Gee, you could just place like a plus seven point five spread here." <laughs> nah, dude. But I That's cashed. Really I cashed out, bro. I cashed out. You cashed out. Um, it's funny though because I went out to a bar in Boston that night because we were like just out, and I was talking to some other like random guys, and he was like, "Oh yeah, dude, I'm on like a like a five like thing parlay right now," and I was like, "What is it?" And he's like, "Well, the first thing was St. Peter's to win, so that fucking hit. So now I'm amped." And then the next one was like. UCLA at halftime, which hit, and like two other things. And I checked at the end of the night, and it fucking hit, bro. His parlay hit. I wish I had his number so I could text him to congratulate him. But, um, but yeah, there's my really pointless story. Um, I was gonna ask you guys what. So now that we have the final four, what are what are the predictions? What do you guys think is gonna happen? Well, I have uh, Kansas winning it all. Yo, so same. Let's go. I need, I need in one of my brackets. So I need, uh, I need Kansas to bring home the dub so I can win some money in my group. Um, dude, who do you think? Who do you think has a good shot? Do you think Kansas also? Yeah, I picked. I picked. I, I think it's gonna be Kansas or Nova. I don't think it's gonna be Duke or UNC. Damn. Really? I mean. So you don't think Duke has a shot in the finals if they beat UNC? 
I don't think UNC has a shot if they beat Duke. I don't think they have a shot against Villanova or Kansas. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think I think Duke is Duke's my pick. Hmm. Duke's Anisha's pick. Okay, the Coach K retirement. Yeah, the Coach K thing that go it, off within into itself the is a Cinderella yeah, story. Yeah, which would be really cool yeah, for bro. Coach K. But um, yeah, that would be insane. I think that would cap off one of the greatest coaching careers in all of sports. Yeah. Um, me sure. and my me and my friends looked this up uh, while we were watching one of the games. He's been the Duke coach since like 1980. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. So yeah. 42 he years. Has 19 Final yeah. Four appearances, I think. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I also think it's crazy yeah. how this is the time Duke and UNC have met in the tournament. Yep, it's the first time. So I, I was talking to my roommate. He's a big UNC guy. Um, so he's actually flying to UNC tomorrow oh shit yeah go like party there i was gonna go but um flights are just insane it's like minimum four hundred dollars for a flight so he's flying down to unc um i've like seen videos and stuff about like what it looks like when duke plays unc and like either team wins or loses it's like straight up like riots in the street and shit they like burn cars and shit so it's going to be insane if this is the first time they've ever played in the tournament because they've played a lot in the acc tournament Mm -hmm. and stuff every year right so it's like a storied rivalry obviously but now for it to be in the tournament is absolutely insane and it's happening in nola final four It's Final Four in NOLA, though. So imagine all the UNC and Duke fans showing up in NOLA, bro. Wow. It's going to be unreal. The crowd is going to be insane. insane. Um, What do you guys think is going to happen in that game? I see Duke winning. Yeah, I do too, but you just never know with these things. Like, UNC beat them in their last game, the last time they played. path to get here. Yeah, but I think Duke is more tournament ready. Like I just think the competition that Duke is faced to get here is better than the talent that UNC faced to get here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a very more than any other player. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a very close game. Like I think it everyone's going to be super yeah, tight be because of the history on the line. So it's going to feel like a game seven type for thing, sure. and it's going to be very tight yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, unreal that that's happening. And then on the other side, do you guys see Villanova or Kansas? Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, I, I need Kansas to get this dub, but I low-key think Villanova is going to pull it out. My dad went to Kansas too, so that's why I'm, I'm all in on Kansas that's right crazy. now. Yeah. Herschel? <laughs> Bruh, you know that's not his name. <laughs> Anish, who do you think is going to get it? Kansas. Okay. Um, wild. And then, all right, so if we have Duke, Kansas in the finals, who's coming home? Kansas. Kansas, baby. Duke. Let's go. No. Oh, we have big Duke bandwagoner over here. Big <laughs> Duke guy. Big Coach K guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> big Paolo guy over here. I'm more of a coach <laughs> Coach Calipari. I like guy pa- Paolo. I like Paolo Mitchell. Huh? What's up? I said I'm more of a Coach Calipari guy myself, but they lost in the first uh-huh. round, so <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> to your to your peacocks, too, to right? my to the cocks, bro. To my cocks. Yeah. Uh, to yeah, 
Two G's cock. <laughs> That's got to be the cold open. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Oh, my God. So. All right, guys. That's it for March Madness. We're really going to see it this weekend, and we'll come back to you with our takes next week. G, yeah. do you want to take away the uh, the special yes. topic? Yes, I do. Um, okay, so obviously this isn't about football or basketball or any sport, um, but I feel like it would be very difficult not to at least address what everyone is talking about on Twitter and what has kind of like blown up all over social media the past couple days. Um, if you haven't heard about it, you you must be living under a rock. So I'm not even going to describe like the actual event that happened. But obviously we know that Will Smith um, slapped Chris Rock on stage in front of thousands of people in person and millions of people in total, um, which is crazy. What Wait, I want to you know s- what I think we oh sorry I just was gonna say you don't want to go through every single thing but I feel like we're gonna remember this for the rest of our lives where were you and what were you doing when you found out that this happened dude I was just cooking food in my apartment and then I got so you were I, watching the Oscars no I wasn't but I found out because okay. one of my buddies from high school texted me in a group chat being like yo did you guys see Will Smith slap Chris Rock and I was like. I didn't know the Oscars was even happening that night. So I was like, what? In mm-hmm. what event or context would people be talking about this? Then I looked it up and I was like, oh, fuck, the Oscars were tonight. And then I was like, oh, God, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And then I saw the uncensored version that Australian TV <laughs> broadcasted. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on Japanese TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, immediately I knew after watching that that it wasn't a bit. Like, it wasn't fake i thought it was a bit at first until he was screaming when he sat down yeah like that's when i knew it was real yeah until then it looked kind of like a bit yeah so i wanted to just like give a little bit of context about everything that has happened since then because as like people have become aware that jada pinkett smith will smith's wife suffers from alopecia which is like a condition where you like have constant hair loss um but the thing that started this entire like beef between Will Smith and Chris Rock was in the 2016 Oscars, which I did watch in person because that was the year that La La Land almost won Best Picture and then lost to Moonlight. So I was watching this one live. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock hosted the Oscars and he made a joke because this was the year that I don't know if you guys remember. It was like Oscars so white and like there were no black yeah. nominees and it was all white people. One of the people oh, right, that right, right. one of the people that should have been nominated that year was Will Smith because he I forget what movie he played a role in, but he was like he was very good in a specific movie. Didn't even get nominated for an Oscar. Oh, really? Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. In oh, 2016. Okay. So, so Will Smith. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith boycotted the Oscars that year, and they were very vocal about the fact that they boycotted it because they're like Oscars so white, yada yada yada, right? So. Chris Rock made a comment about it on stage while he was the host because you know how like Oscars hosts they always like roast people and he roasted them by saying oh yeah like I heard that Jada you know convinced Will and her to like boycott the Oscars and you'd be like 
her boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. It's like you didn't get the invite, so like what are you boycotting? <laughs> Wait, so who did he say this to? He said this while he was on stage at the Oscars as a joke in reference to Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, but they weren't there because they didn't even go to the Oscars. Oh, they boycotted it. They boycotted it. So they weren't there, but Chris Rock made that joke. So this kind of goes back to that. And like now now Will and Jada were both there together this year, and Chris Rock was up there. And I mean, we can kind of get into like like why that ended up like happening and the way it is. But like, I think Will just kind of saw his moment to just like get (laughs) revenge. But... So another thing that's interesting about it is that if you see the video footage, Chris Rock makes the joke, and then which by the way the joke was like something about how oh can't wait to see GI Jane two which is like a yeah, movie about a bald the girl. girl. Like bald girl, right? Yeah. And you they pan to Will and he's laughing at the joke, like he's chuckling yeah. at the joke, and then he's laughing. At and it. then you see yeah. Jada in the same frame, obviously not <laughs> happy. Nice. So they don't there's yeah. they don't show the moment where Will realizes when he looks at her and he's like fuck but obviously he saw her reaction and then was like oh fuck I have to like I have to do something about this. Yeah. I think we also have to add the context Roasted about how Will is cucked yeah. by Jada. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. And like he's already yeah. been like emasculated by her. Yeah. Have you <laughs> on live television? <laughs> so wait, but are what what team are you guys on? Is it Team Chris or Team Will? Because Team Chris. Yeah, I'm also I'm 100% Team Chris. Team Chris. 100% yeah. Team Chris. So bro, you would be surprised how many people were like, "Oh, well, yeah. he was just no, defending his No, it's the far left wife. though. It's all the far left. I mean, it's all the far left, bro. It's all these people that like never want to get their feelings hurt. And it's like, oh, I'm like, dude, it's a like he's going to roast people. Yeah. And uh, for all the roasts that he did. So, yeah, there have been a lot of memes about like Chris Rock's laugh after mm-hmm. Will Smith, like said, like, get your wife's name out of my fucking mouth or something. And then Chris Rock was like, oh, OK, OK. Yeah. And it's you could tell what he was really saying is like, dude, I could have done a yeah. lot. No, worse. this is what he said. He said, OK, I could. have, And then yeah. he stopped. Yeah. And then he's like, what? because which, first of all, bro, the amount of, first of all, Chris Rock just ate that slap. Like he didn't flinch. He just fucking he ate fall. it, bro. He didn't fall yeah. over. He just you see ate him that clench s- his fist yeah. for a second. And then he's like, this is not worth it. So that happens. And then exactly. Will Smith just like berates him while he is on stage for like 20 seconds. And then he just like ridiculous yeah. forgets it even happens. Just go, bro. The amount of professionalism that you need to it's have like in that moment. In like 10 seconds. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, honestly, hats off to Chris. And, like, yeah. And to then not bring up, like, Jada's, like, relationships and all that oh, stuff yeah. outside of the marriage and joke, make a roast about yeah. that, right? Right. Because that's, there's, like, the easiest There is comeback. a lot that you can roast about that. <laughs> oh, bro. That entire, tele- like, live television air <laughs> of Will Smith being like, all right, let's get into this. And then Jada Smith just bringing him to tears or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like I, I feel a little bad for Will Smith just because, like, clearly that showed that he is – working through some a lot of internal stuff like emotionally oh, yeah. his and mental health is horrible right now downright horrible probably right now which is really unfortunate to see it's just like and another thing that people were bringing up was i don't know if you guys know what he was actually nominated for but he was nominated for playing serena williams dad yeah, yeah, King yeah. Richard. i watched so the like, movie yeah, yeah so King richard so it's a great movie yeah he, and he performed very well in it yeah that entire act that he pulled completely shadowed 
the importance of like him telling Serena and Venus's story through. Oh yeah. Like yeah, 100%. It, 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 and also this was uh, a record breaking Oscars in other ways too. Like it was the first time that a deaf person won an Oscar yep, for Coda. Um, exactly. So like all of those things, cause like anytime, like you use hashtag Oscars, what do you think the first 20 videos on TikTok are going to be? It's going to be Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I know it took away from the Oscars. Yeah. It also, it took away from the fact that like, they did this whole big thing about Serena and Venus being yeah. there at the Oscars, yeah. like their entrance and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, the cre- you know, like that story. Yeah. And the, the, the icing on the cake is that he fucking won. He won Best Actor after that. And they I know. So this is something that I read up on. So as soon as the slap, is- as soon as the slap happened, the Oscar. So the Academy apparently like. This has never happened before. This is completely unprecedented, like where there was an mm-hmm. altercation on stage. So there isn't security. And the Academy members, like the people who run the Oscars, are not all in like one central location. They're like scattered everywhere across the Dolby Theater because they've never had to encounter like a disaster moment where they need to like come together and like deliberate. So, gotcha. so one of the guys was interviewed who works for the Oscars and he was like, yeah, we like the majority of us when we talked about it afterwards we wanted to just kick him out of the oscars immediately just say like you have to leave but we couldn't mobilize fast enough so by the time that we had like all of the executives come together into one room to like figure out what to do it was too late and like i think at that point like will had already like was about to like go up on stage to do his acceptance speech like he said it took like an hour to like get everybody which is like ridiculous because Think about the idea, like, how is there no preventive measure from what had just happened? Like, assault, yeah. basically. I saw I saw a funny TikTok about, like, the yeah. security guards at the Oscars. And they were just, like, watching. And they were like, oh, shit, Will Smith's walking up there. That's uh, probably just part of the bit. <laughs> oh, shit, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock. That's uh, probably been part, part of the bit. Oh, shit, he's screaming at Chris Rock. Oh, fuck, maybe I should have done something about it. <laughs> so yeah but so then they decided that they just weren't going to take him off of the premises and on top of that he delivered the longest best actor speech ever in oscar history like they didn't cut off his time and they normally cut off your time even if you win best actor and they just didn't because i'm pretty sure the hfpa whatever hollywood foreign press association they were probably like let's milk all of this because we know that this is going to blow up everywhere yeah that, that must have been why they did it. So it's like yeah. Jim Carrey put it really well in one of his interviews. He was like, this proved that the HFPA like does not have a spine. Like they don't have a set of morals when it comes to certain things because some stars are just too big. And Will Smith is one of the biggest stars in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it like it honestly sets a horrible, horrible precedent for the future about like award shows in general, not just the Oscars. So there was like a lot of like weird implications that came out of this. Yeah definitely um have you guys also seen the video of jada like talking about her alopecia and she's like yeah i don't give a fuck about what anyone says about me anymore yep and then it's like well yep clearly that's not true clearly that is not true (laughs) dude you know will smith was like perfectly okay with just having that joke happen but then he literally saw jada's face and he was like fuck i need to save my which is like which is like yeah and that like the the part that he felt like he needed to do that in order to like avoid some sort of like altercation with Jada is horrible. Yeah. It's just so horrible. horrible. And like, 
it's yeah. like dude it's also all her fault isn't it i don't know whose fault it is within the marriage i have no clue well but... my theory is that it is her because i think she's just like not a good person that's my theory because she well i, I i'm not gonna judge like people who like value open relationships or whatever but like mm-hmm. i think she should at least have some sort of acknowledgement of what she's done to will through like all of that when that happened when like she made him oh, cry he's a destroyed human he's being. like he's like completely Dude, fucked she up. was ice cold yeah bro so like yeah. the she fact that, during that whole thing i don't know like obviously will something ticked and like we have to fault him for that for sure like and i you know i just, I just think he's just mentally unstable he's just not in a space mentally healthy mm-hmm. space right yeah now. yeah um i thought it was interesting. can we also talk about how as soon as the slap happened uh jaden smith tweets yeah. and that's how, that's we, how do we do it, it. <laughs> that did not age well that did not age well i was like sit down Jaden. what are you saying yeah. right now you're oh, like the so fucking bad. you're the son that doesn't make like willow makes better music than you okay so just like relax <laughs> all right like you had one you had a great moment with icon and that was but <laughs> yeah. sire that whole album was actually pretty good but yeah. um anyways yeah and did you guys know that like the immediately the day after this happened, Chris Rock uh, came out and said he's not pressing charges, um, mm-hmm. which I feel yeah, like he very gotcha. well could have, but yeah. I, he probably just didn't want to deal with the hassle of all the like legal shit going on and stuff like that. I and like, take yeah. the high road. he wanted to take the high road. And I think will is already getting like ostracized socially. He probably doesn't need to go through it financially. Right. Yeah. So like, um, did you also hear that there's been no apology or anything? Well, there like, was, there was, he, he gave a bullshit apology on he, stage. No, 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 no. On Insta, he made a formal apology on his Instagram. Yeah, I. He, he hasn't done anything in person. That's all. I'm no, saying. yeah. I mean, what do you expect, man? I like. I think. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think what Will Smith should do. This is, should be his next move. If I'm his um, publicist, he has to do something to commemorate like some of the things that he overshadowed when he did that. Like, I think he needs to do something about like remembering Serena Williams' dad and like acknowledging the movie doing something that like over doing something to like commemorate the things that he overshadowed when he like slapped chris rock i feel like that would be a move Um, for him for sure dude you know what i think is gonna happen so chris rock's going on tour soon actually i think he's gonna gear up and fucking destroy will smith in his skit (sighs) baby and that's why he's not pressing charges so i think that's a yeah because like there's there's nothing really off limits with him, especially Chris Rock. But I, like, I don't why know, is man. there like I don't know? You got your public image like kind of like you got slapped on stage, right? And you couldn't respond. Yeah. Like you yeah. couldn't slap the guy back, even though he probably definitely wanted to beat the shit out of him. But like you kind of get emasculated a little when you get slapped like that. Slapping is like disrespectful. Like if you just punched yeah, him, I mean, yeah, exactly. that probably would have hurt more. I thought it was a punch. Dude, that sound. Yeah, everyone. You guys hear what everyone it thought like? it was a punch until they slow moed it. That's what I thought, bro. It sounded. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah. So I just feel like if I was Chris Rock, I'd be like, all right, I can't punch him back or anything. But the best way I can do this is stick with my talents. I'm going on tour. I'm gonna fucking destroy Will Smith. Yeah. I yeah. could see him doing that, but also I could see him being like, this is just going to be something that I'm going to keep in my private yeah. life about how I feel about it and just move on. Mm. Because maybe be the bigger person. And maybe be like, the bigger person because like there was, keep... yeah. there was a it's point a in time, life, there was a point in time where Will Smith and Chris Rock were friends. Like they, they did movies together and stuff like that. They were, yeah. an, they had an amicable relationship. So I feel like at this point he probably recognizes how like 
like he was a vessel to like have Will Smith show to the entire world how fucked up he is right now in his marriages. Fair, fair. Maybe which he's going like, to take the mental health. Really, like, really real. I just feel sorry for the guy. Exactly. Like, I think mm-hmm. he might just be like, hey, this happened. He might make a couple of, like, small jokes about it. Like, he's not going to completely neglect it, but I don't think he's going to make it, like, his moneymaker bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll see. I would we love for it to be, be the like moneymaker. salt in the wound. <laughs> yeah. It would be, I would love for it, him I mean, to throw honestly, salt in the wound. Honestly, it would be fucking hilarious, though. Because, like... Yeah. You have to, like, I don't know if you guys actually listened to his Oscar speech, but he was like, I want to be a vessel I for did. love. And, yeah. like, he sometimes... was talking about it, like, how Serena's like... parent, dad was, like, a protector of the family and he wants to protect yeah. his family. Yeah. I was I like, was I don't like, know where this bro. is going. He said, he actually yeah. said, I want to be a vessel for love. And he was like, sometimes you just got to, when, you ha- when you're a public figure, you just got to deal with people tearing you down. Like, referring to Chris Rock. Like, yeah. I'm like, bro, why, how are and you trying to victimize to everybody except, except Chris him. Rock? He was like, I'd like to apologize to the Academy yeah. and, like, yeah. the Serena That's what I'm saying. family and stuff. Like, dude. Yeah. He, he's, he's, on, he's on something else. Whack. Um, right now. Absolutely whack. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing, like, people thought that it might have been, like, a stunt because no one talks about the Oscars anymore. And this clearly yeah, right. got people talking about the Oscars. Yeah. Well, a lot of people mm-hmm. think thought it was um, staged because Will Smith was originally laughing. And it was just a publicity stunt. Right. But then you every, everyone's like, wait, no, it's definitely that just Jada gave a look. And yeah. then Will was like, fuck. Also, things that age the worst from this. Uh, J. Cole's famous line, like, I want to love like Will and Jada. And um, yeah. <laughs> that did not yeah. age well <laughs> yeah that is that's not real tough well. that is real tough honestly um oh he called it that jada and will love that was a line <laughs> yeah yeah so this will be i think yeah this, that's gonna age badly i feel like he did the movie a disservice and the movie might yeah. get a little hit because from even now, though it's dude, a really yeah. fucking good movie i know now like when it people talk about it yeah it. it taints it it just taints it and that's horrible yeah. like yeah. I thought it was really cool that um, I don't know if you guys saw there was like an extended version of the video, but like um, Will Smith basically like when they cut to commercial the first time after the altercation happened, he's like running, like crying in the corner and like Denzel Washington comes up to him and like somebody else came up, some white boy. Who was it? Fuck. Maybe it was like Brad Pitt or something. It's crazy combo. And and they were consoling him. And then in his Oscar speech, he was like, yeah, thank you, D. Denzel Washington told me when I like came over to him, he was like, just be careful. When you're at your highest, that's when the devil comes for you. And I was like, bro, how do you think of these poetic lines just on the spot? So, dude, I was I was listening to some video or something or like reading something about this. And the comment was like, damn, I don't know how this happens, but anytime it's a win for black people denzel washington just comes in winning bro he wins <laughs> in every situation he does bro. and he like really somehow does. through this will smith thing uh, yeah. it turns out that denzel washington oh came out he was shining a little brighter he was the hero bro denzel yeah. was Dude, the hero i think i think you know like there's some people in life that are just like perfect and like like you'll like nothing not a single black mark and yeah. they're like a public figure yes denzel is one of those denzel guys. is one of those guys i don't think he's had a single denzel, bad moment in denzel. his life we'd probably have to cross check that because people do a lot of stupid shit when they're young but like oh, at fair. least now his public image is like completely he's golden clean. he's, he's golden dad, dude. he's like dude he's like a dad and like morgan. he was yeah and morgan freeman too yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was glad that um 
Samuel L. Jackson's finally got his Oscar too. Yeah, yeah. Him and Denzel for Mr. Glass, right? Right, and so that's the thing. Like, there's so many things that we should be talking about. I mean, to be fair, if that didn't happen, we probably wouldn't have even talked about the Oscars at all in this podcast. <laughs> so at least we're talking about it. But still, man, it's just it's sad to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough looks for the world. Um, <laughs> for the world. <laughs> I just never thought I'd ever see something that insane. Yeah, that's yeah, that's dude. People right? are saying that it's yeah. fucking crazier than the Kanye Taylor thing. Yeah, it is. Which I it, think is, it is. I crazier. think. Yeah. I mean, like you can saw a dude like physically, like a physical alteration on like assault global it's assault. TV. Assault. It's assault on a global scale. Yeah, <laughs> like Anish, you said it. A well. Japanese a news stream found it. <laughs> Australian news stream got it. And That's the only like, one that cut out was the U.S. No, like, God damn it. Why did they have to cut it out? Prime TV. It's just ideal. Yeah, no. Unreal. <laughs> the the <laughs> thing that – just one last thing about it. Just when he's – like you have to make a lot of impulse decisions in a row, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Normally when you make an impulse decision, it's a one-time thing, and you immediately are like, ooh, I should have done that. He went up on stage, first red flag. He's like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't be on stage right now when I shouldn't be. Second, he slaps him in the face. He's like, yeah. he probably should have been like, okay, that was clearly an impulse decision. Obviously, I'm going to be reaping the repercussions later. I should stop. He gets to his seat, and then he says, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth twice. And the second time, he's like yelling it off the top of his lungs, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, I, dude, it, I don't know. It reminded me of the time that we were all playing Pong at the Hessler house. And uh, Kate then said something to Nish. <laughs> and Nish just started going at him. <laughs> Someone had to hold him back. Because <laughs> we were like, no, dude, do not fight Kate. That's not going to end well. <laughs> but Nish, like, hit him across the face. But, like, thank God Kate did not, like, take the Will oh, Smith approach God, to that yeah, situation. That was. That was... <laughs> Kathan was like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to eat the punch. Kathan was Chris Rock there. (laughs) But it's also like Chris Rock couldn't do shit. He hit me in the nose. Oh. Uh, (laughs) That's tough. uh, I don't know about that. Chris Rock couldn't do shit, bro. Because he was was presenting an award. So like Will Smith is just an audience member. But like if Chris Rock fought back... First of all, that would have been fucking awesome. Like, what if it was just a full-on brawl? Just like... That would have been what if Will Smith threw and a then, slap and, and then, then started... Chris Bunch just threw a punch, bro, right back? And then starting from then on, they every time you do an Oscar, they take the top two people and you have to fist fight for the Oscar on stage. <laughs> It's like Hunger Games. Be like Will Smith versus <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, oh man, that was good. That was good. Oh my god. Um, any other thoughts on it, guys? I think I have one. I had one final. Oh yeah, yeah. What you were saying about like how many decisions have to be made for <laughs> yeah. that to occur? By Will Smith. <laughs> like usually when you get mad. Um, like at least when I get mad, it's like a flash of anger. Yes. You say something or you do something. Yes. And then you're like, all right, that was like a little much. And then it subsides, right? Like, yeah. like giving way to at least a reasonable amount of logic. Yeah. Um, but like, do you guys... there, there was like the flash of anger. 
the decision to walk up the stairs, more anger, the slap, anger still, sit down, anger, yell, yeah. anger, yell. Right. Like, just a lot. That's why I'm thinking, like, do you think what his mental, like, her is uh, his state of mind at the point in time where he was yelling at Chris Rock, do you think, think in his mind blank. he was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, this is horrible? Yeah. Or he was literally just, like, completely out of it? I think he was, like, I think he was, like he filled with... Twice. Yeah. I well, think he was filled, he fully filled with rage. Um, I think up until he got, he went once he slapped him. I think he might have come down a little bit, but then he just realized, like, I'm in it now. You know, like it's at this point, I got to go 100 percent because if I go 50 percent here and walk back awkwardly, it's yeah, just not gonna that's look fair. great. That's and then fair. he sat down, and maybe he was still fully angry when he yelled the first time. I think the second yell was just like for show. Well, at here, that point, I think he was just putting it on a little bit. Here's an interesting point about it, though, is like if he just slapped him and then didn't yell afterwards, people could have assumed that that was a bit. It was and a bit. Chris Rock could have played it off as it was a bit as so a that bit. he didn't draw. And I think Chris Rock would have. I think he and tried he to play it off as a bit because he was just saying like, oh, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. It could have yeah, just ended. He there. tried to play it off as a bit. Yep. And it then that, when he, people realized when he started yelling yeah. that shit, that's so, when yeah. you know what? You know what? Yeah. I think he was fully fucking point back blind rage. Yeah. Which is honestly scary, bro. Like you don't, I, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anybody in that state of mind before, let alone a very famous person. Right? Like just to have like 20 seconds yeah. of just yeah. like blind rage where you just like don't understand what you're doing or the consequences that you have. Like it's, it's kind of scary. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I've seen people like, that angry but i don't think i've seen a combo of that angry plus plus making like really insane decisions yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like you've seen people mad and like they like say shit and then like or like yeah. you'll be mad you'll say shit yeah. or you'll like shove someone or something right. yeah, yeah yeah but like but, a one-time thing like when you realize yeah. immediately afterwards it's like okay, yeah and maybe it'll down. last for 20 seconds but there'll be there won't be any insane decisions. Like, these yeah. are insane decisions. In a row, back to back. In just insane decision after insane decision. It really, Wild. it's honestly sad, dude, because it's just like, I feel like every time I think of him now, it's just going to be, I'm going to think of that moment, and I'm not going to think of him about as, like, you know, the Fresh Prince or, like, all of his other shit, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, so I kept hearing about this. I wanted to know, did you do you know about it, G? People were talking about like Tom Cruise's mattress moment, like jumping on a mattress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard of that. What is that? I I don't know specifically, but I've just like seen it on Twitter and stuff before. Yeah, they were saying like that was like the last time an actor really like ruined their entire career image, um, or not like you know like really brought down their career image. Through oh something. fuck! No, I do know what you're talking about. Shit, I'm not remembering specifically. Was it for one of the um, Mission Impossible movies? Like, weren't um, they on set or something? And he did something crazy? I don't know. Whatever. But, I don't know. But apparently, I, I guess Cruise people have kind of forgotten stunts. about that. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> the, the audio cut out, so I just had to guess what you guys were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did not guess right. <laughs> Uh, honestly an a plus comment a plus comment i know i love that i love that <laughs> uh, um yeah i can't find it online i'll i'll look for it later maybe we can talk about it next episode but yeah um but anyways i think biggest losers from this jada 
<laughs> just like, dude, no. oh yeah Another not a good look i saw was like dude she didn't want people drawing attention to her alopecia bro it's gonna be the, a huge butt of so many jokes <laughs> she like this whole thing brought so much attention to it like Will's... it's not is it and like it's like you don't you don't care about your alopecia first of all then you say you now you clearly do care about your alopecia and then you have your husband freak out about it on top of all of this you have an open marriage yeah god it's a bad look. dude people at the oscars have said way worse shit to people than like that mm. mild dude, I mean, joke amy schumer made that weird uh dicaprio joke about like how his girlfriends are all like way younger than him oh yeah and everyone just kind of laughed super uncomfortably unco- like that's way yeah. weirder honestly yeah. than what chris rock yeah. said yeah. Dude, and all these roasts of like the Justin Bieber wrote the Justin Bieber roast. Oh, way like, worse. Those ones were so brutal. Oh, yeah. I mean, those aren't the Oscars though. Those are like, yeah. you know, that's the that purpose, I guess. Yeah, it's like you're supposed yeah, to roast. Them. A, I feel like if a comedian is hosting it, yeah, you true. Expect that. That's what they say. Like, dude, yeah. anytime they have a comedian on, like they're expected to roast people. And audience members know, especially if you're like an A-list celebrity like Will Smith, and he was sitting in the fucking front row. Like, obviously, Chris Rock is gonna pick on him. You know, like, mm-hmm. so for him to just do that, I don't know. Like, I just have heard so many worse jokes being made at people. Yeah. Also, Chris Rock probably like saw that Jado clip of I don't care what people say about my alopecia. Well, and he probably was like, all right. He probably didn't because apparently he had no idea that she had alopecia. Oh, like he didn't even know that oh. that she had a medical condition. She he thought that it I was thought Chris just Chris Rock didn't know. I thought Will knew. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chris Rock well, didn't. Yeah, know. obviously oh. Will knows. Anish, <laughs> Will, what? Oh, sorry, the audio keeps cutting out, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, okay, so, yeah. Chris Rock. So apparently, Chris Rock didn't know. So like. <laughs> Will Smith was fully aware. Imagine, <laughs> yeah, no, I, imagine I would Will, hope so. Imagine if Will was laughing because he's like, oh, I didn't know either. She just told me. She only told her other lovers, not me. <laughs> she only told August, bro. Have you seen yeah. all the fucking memes about August? I know. Oh, I my know, God. Man. so funny. Jesus. Um. But um, have you seen so in that clip where like where she like talked they him and her and Will have that open conversation on live TV about that affair or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her statement was like it was just something different. I just like I felt like I've never felt before, and Will is just there like what the fuck? Just pain, <laughs> just absolute pain. Bruh, could not be me, man. That is like, dude. He must really love her. That's. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I guess J Cole was right. Like yeah. he's he's down that bad. That Jada for her. and Will love, bro. He's yeah, down. He's bad down for bad. Her. He is down bad. He's for very her. much. That's down like bad for her. those. That's the situation where I'm like, damn, Will. Where were your homies, bro? Like, Yo, where were your yeah. friends? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't have true friends. He has yes men. That's what he yeah. has. Yeah. That's because if you have like true for true real. friends, they're like, bro, you need to get out of this shit so now. I think it's like. The more famous you become, the harder it is to have people like that around you. Yes, so exactly. Like, um, it's it's that's difficult. why um, Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan fell apart. Actually, they were like really good friends, but then Barkley went on air once because um, that was his job, and they asked him about like this was the early years of Jordan's like management of the Hornets. So 
Jordan's always been like an iffy manager until now. He's only got just gotten good, right? The Hornets just got good. But he was okay with Kemba. Like, they made the playoffs once and stuff. But even before that, he was horrible, like atrocious the first five years. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and they asked Barkley, like, do you think, like, Jordan's a good manager during the first five-year period? And Barkley was like, all right, I, I mean, if I bullshit here just because he's my friend, like, everyone's going to know I just, like, don't make my takes honest, right? So he's like, no, I think he's a horrible manager. And Michael, like called him up and was like you motherfucker like all this shit and charles barkley was like michael it's because you don't get good advice because like everyone says yes to you so you don't get like any um contradicting advice when you're making drafting decisions or team personnel decisions right because like the problem with jordan is like like when he walks into a room it's like god walks into a room like he has that kind of like he has that persona and presence especially for that time Mm -hmm. um like you guys noticed it at the 75 year anniversary like when he walked on there like i've never seen that many people stand up and like pray to someone basically um Mm -hmm. so he has that kind of like persona so he a lot of his like confidants and people um that are that were advising him during those like that 10-year period with the hornets in the beginning were a lot of yes men <laughs> or according to charles and other people's analysis i mean it makes so, sense though right. it would make total yeah sense. so barkley yeah, was like crazy. that's why you you're struggling with ownership is not because you're a bad owner it's just that no one can make all these decisions single-handedly like you need people to discuss this with you're running a team here but the problem is whoever you're running it with they're all your people and all your people are yes men so you need to like get people that are not in-house but jordan's always been a guy that like just like lebron like i want to put my friends and everyone into positions where they can succeed and help people through my success that kind of stuff so like jordan kind of does that a lot with his like i don't know entourage or whatever so that was like one of the things that that kind of reminded me of like Dude, I feel like all of Will Smith's people are yes men. Yeah. And, like, he should have broken up with For Jada sure. as soon as that, like... Oh, yeah. Um, affair happened or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. you're just... Like, he's definitely being mentally, like, screwed over in this marriage. Yeah. It, I mean, at the same time, like, we don't... Re- we also we don't, know. don't know all this... We don't know. Everything. Because also, yeah. it's like, they have kids. So, it's like, being able to, like, be together for them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's it, kids are whack though. The kids are kids fucking are whack. whack. The kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Smith wears skirts and stuff now. What? You guys know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like full on kilts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Maybe we'll cut that out because <laughs> I don't want something against skirts <laughs> or guys wearing skirts. No, no, no. I think we have to keep that in. Guys. Yeah, I just think as long as Emma doesn't care, you <laughs> she's our only listener. Bro. <laughs> no, dude, Ashi, Ashi, and Barry listen. Okay, I'm glad we got to hit the Will Smith topic. Let us know if you guys like special topics like this. I feel like this was something that we just absolutely needed to talk about, so it was kind of an exception. Um, but expect more of those uh, games and trivia stuff from us in the future. We know that you guys liked hearing us bicker. Um, so you have a lot more of that to look forward to. Um, anything else, guys? Um, yeah, let us know where Will Smith's homies are at. <laughs> where are the homies? <laughs> Hashtag where's Will Smith's homies. Hashtag uh, Michael Jordan should, should sue us. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. We're still waiting on the lawsuit. We have not heard anything. So. We have not made a lot of headway in the merch department. However, we have 
we have design supply chain issues supply We're, chain supply issues. chain is being a bitch right now so so we'll figure it out we'll we'll let you guys know on our instagram you you got to follow us if you're not following us what are you doing it's a uh, die up underscore pod on instagram please throw us a follow we always provide awesome uh reposts of instagram content. stuff great content on our on our yeah. stories see you guys next week see you guys next week on the die up podcast